See, sometimes God hides us. He hides us. And if you're very, very in tune with God, then you'll be appreciative that God is saving you from whack individuals. Men that watch the podcast, you should be happy that when you step up to a woman and she doesn't see you as potential in her life, don't get mad about it. I have this rule. I say, men, we should pursue, but not persuade. Women should present, but not pursue. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. My name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey Podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Lataris R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Whitfield. Hey, Lit family. Uh, good to be with you today. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, why are you shacking up with me? Let's go and make this thing official and uh, subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Make sure you like, comment, and share this episode and all the episodes haven't been keeping up with us in season one go back and watch season one so you can catch up and see what i'm on on season two today's episode i'm just going to have a, a conversation with you we're going to talk and um catch up let you know where i'm at in my journey as i discover uncover and recover love for myself this is the year of 2021 so today we're just going to have a little informal conversation um, to catch you up on where I'm at in my journey. Uh, a lot has taken place over the last 30 days. So the most befitting title for this episode is, If You Know, You Know. If You Know, You Know. Notice that hashtag uh, circling around on social media, and we're just going to dive into that. I talked about this during one of the lives uh, this month. And I shared the story about um, this moment that I had. So last month, in the month of December, I bought my daughter a Tiffany's necklace. And I want to get my daughter this nice necklace as a to seal this momentous occasion that we had on December the 12th. And typically before I go into a store, I go look online to see if they have any sales, see if they have any promo codes, see if they got any coupons or something because I'm always wanting a deal. I went to Tiffany's. I got this necklace. It's called the T smile collection. And before the lady rung it up, it was almost a thousand dollars. And this little thin, dainty, little cute necklace. I said, I asked the lady, I said, um, Excuse my ignorance, but what, why, why is Tiffany so expensive? 
And um, what makes Tiffany's Tiffany's? What 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 brings the value in Tiffany's? And she gave a real simple response. She said, "It's Tiffany's." I said, "Okay." Um, and so before she rung it up, I said, um, well, let me ask you this question. When my daughter wears this, she works at a bank. When she wears it, would people even know that this is a Tiffany's necklace? She said, they that know will know. One thing I want to encourage you, you know, as we're on this journey, we're in 2021. I read a lot of comments and a lot of people are talking about, you know, wanting to get connected to their purpose partners. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But We talk about wanting to be connected to our purpose partners. And it's interesting because I don't believe that it's healthy to be connected to someone if you don't quite know who you are yet. They that know will know. So the they, we're going to keep it a little ambiguous because your they can be um, various people. It can be your your purpose partner, it can be your boss, it can be a friend, it can be a family member that sees you for who you're supposed to be. So we're going to keep that they uh, a little open. But they that know will know your value. Oftentimes in dating environments, since we were on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, oftentimes in dating environments, we have a tendency to try to overcompensate and try to persuade that individual into recognizing our value, especially those of us that are Christians and we've been inundated with this Proverbs 31 uh, mentality and foundation that we say, I want to show this man that I'm a good woman. I got to show him that I'm a good woman. And I'm going to tell you something. A man that is a good man will see a good woman. You don't have to tell him. He'll see it. And what I get a little upset about, especially Dylan, I have a lot of female friends, as y'all know, that come on the podcast, but I have a lot of female friends. And so when I talk to a lot of my female friends, I always wonder um, why they get so frustrated when a guy doesn't see them for who they are. And I said they weren't meant to see it. See, sometimes God hides us. He hides us. And if you're very, very in tune with God, then you'll be appreciative that God is saving you from whack individuals. Men that watch the podcast, you should be happy that when you step up to a woman and she doesn't see you as potential in her life, don't get mad about it. I have this rule. I say, men, we should pursue, but not persuade. Women should present, but not pursue. What does that mean? Mean as a man, yeah, definitely stop waiting for women to come chase you. If you see something that you want, go after her and pursue her. But you don't have to persuade her into saying, you know, I'm a good man. I'm a good man. The minute you have to say that you're a good man, I believe that you just depreciated your value. Because Tiffany's never had to tell me their value. I walked into the store because I felt like it was valuable. I picked up a necklace. And I paid the asking price for it without asking, hey, can y'all give me a hookup? Can I, y'all got any coupons, promo codes? Can I get a, if I sign up for the mailing list, can I get $50 off? Like none of that. They told me what it cost. I paid for it. 
and I walked out. And I was so excited to give my daughter this necklace because I had something in my hand that was a small token of the value that I saw in her. And then when I gave her the necklace, she said, I ended up giving her in, in, the, in the little envelope it had the receipt in it. And I didn't even know that the receipt was in it, along with the salesperson's card. And I gave it to her and she opened it up. She said, and I, I grabbed that receipt from her before she could read it. And uh, I said, oh, my bad, that was a receipt. She said, well, can I, can I take a picture of the, the receipt? And I said, first, let me ask you, how much do you think that costs? She said, about $200. And I said, why do you think it only costs about $200? She said, well, I've never been in Tiffany's before, so I don't, I don't know what that stuff costs. And um, I said, no, it costs almost $1,000. And she was like, really? You bought me a necklace that costs almost $1,000? And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I said, that's just a small token of how valuable I see you. A small token of how valuable I see you. It was interesting because she said, I've never been in Tiffany's before. So I think it probably cost about $200. The truth be told, it wasn't that it was part. So this, this, is a, this is a half truth. First of all, she's never been in Tiffany's before, of course. So she didn't know what the value was. But she also equated it to her own value of saying that Tiffany's can't be that expensive if my dad came back with the necklace for me because I don't believe he'll spend that much money on me. So she said about $200. One thing that I want to encourage you in is to know your value. I did an episode at the beginning of season one called Know Your Appraisal. And a lot of people uh, responded to that, got a lot of inbox messages about that. But when you know who you are, you, you're not dependent on someone else telling you who you are. Know your value. So that if a man recognizes you for who you are, that's gravy. If they don't, that's gravy. Because you definitely don't want to put yourself on a clearance rack for someone that is used to, um, I guess I could say the word thought. <laughs> if they're used to thoughts and you're a virtuous woman and you get upset because he has a preference for these other type of women, then that's just not you. You know, uh, it's a thing that we say in our business that everybody's not your customer. So Tiffany's not going to get upset because I come in there and I go, what? This costs how much? Oh, no, nah, I ain't finna. I ain't finna pay for that. That's too much. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Well, if you're, if you ever decide to shop here, then we'll hear for you. And they're going to, they're going to politely, tell you that they're there for you if you want to make the purchase but unfortunately they can't accommodate you because you ain't got enough money to be shopping there they're not gonna get mad about it they're gonna show you excellent customer service on your way out so that's what we need to be when people come into our lives that aren't reciprocating what we are giving to them Show them good customer service on the way out and say, you know what? We're just not seeing eye to eye on this. And um, God bless you. Be able to bless people with goodbye. One of my homegirls say that. She said, I've been getting the, I have the gift of blessing people with goodbye. And so tap into your purpose. Tap into your appraisal. Understand your value. Where am I at in 2021? I think I'm shifting to the point of dating with intentionality. 
a lot of people, I love this because a lot of people would hit me up uh, last year saying, well, you're looking for your wifey, then why aren't you practicing abstinence? I said, nowhere in my letters or even in my podcast have I expressed that I'm intentionally pursuing um, looking for a wifey. I said I was putting myself in position. I was becoming the one for the one because I knew that in one of my letters I said I was half-baked. I knew that where I was in my life at that time, I didn't have the capacity to love somebody else. We can be cool. We can kick it. We can spend time with each other. But I couldn't totally give of myself in the way that I want to give to my future wifey or someone that I'm intentionally dating. So it was very casual. Submit to the seasons of your life, regardless of what other people may tell you. Other people try to push you into stuff that you know, you know for a fact you're not ready for. Submit to the season. It's okay to casually date. A lot of people, um, I read a lot, I hear a, a lot of comments from people who are coming out of marriages and um, being healed from divorce or coming out of a tumultuous uh, relationship where they're healing. Don't jump your unhealed self into a relationship with somebody just because you're getting a little up in age and you feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm losing time. I got to get with somebody. I got to get married. Take your time. Heal properly so you can choose through healed eyes. If you saw the episode with uh, Brittany, Heal Sis Heal, you saw me where God convicted me about still holding on to some unforgiveness from someone that I dealt with a couple of years ago. Well, had I rushed into a relationship with somebody else, before releasing the residue from the last woman, now we got a whole menage a trois going on. My, 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 my new woman, who I'm calling my future wifey at that time, that I would, I would have been in a relationship with my quote-unquote purpose partner, not been able to see her clearly because I'm still holding on to unforgiveness from the last woman. Get your healing. Go through the proper healing that you need to go through so that when you choose, you can choose from a heal perspective that you can see differently. I guarantee you that who God blesses me with as my wifey is going to be totally different than I naturally expected because God will give me a healed perspective. And so I'll be able to choose from a healed perspective and not taking the the habits that I've had in my past, the propensity to choose women based on certain things in my head. Um, I did an episode called Preference Versus Purpose. I want to be able to choose a purpose partner. Now, she still got to look fine. Now, she got to look good. I mean, we're going to keep it 100 because uh, I like attractive women. So I want to be attracted to her physically, but what I want to be most attracted to is our purpose coming together under alignment through the power of God and being able to carry out that purpose. That's what I'm most intentional about. In my podcast, I talk about the three stages that um, I'm going through. I say the journey with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. What I'm simply saying is that this is my process, the discovery phase. I mean, if we're honest with each other, We've been told a lot of stuff in the church that makes a marriage work. And it's sad because over 50% of Christian marriages are ending in divorce. So what I said, God, as you break me down, 
and rebuild me. I want to be rebuilt, not on what the church told me I'm supposed to have as a wife. I want to go into your word. I want you to speak to me directly to be able to discern what it is and who it is that I'm supposed to link up with as my purpose partner. I want to be healed. I want to unlearn some things and relearn some things and and then actually learn some things that will make me a better husband, that will make me um, a better father, and uh, most importantly, just a better man overall to operate on a high level of character and morality where I don't take some of the past pains that I've experienced in my in my previous marriage and I take all that baggage into the next marriage because I'm telling you, I will be married till death do we part. So I said, God, I need you to teach me what that looks like. Teach me what that that uncompromising, unwavering, unconditional uh, faith is and love is. I want you to teach me. I'm not in a rush for it. I'm, I'm, I'm submitted to his plan. I'm submitted to his will and I'm submitted to his timing. One of the biggest pieces that I had to overcome, which you saw in the episode uh, of Vow of Abstinence, was literally submitting myself to God. Me literally saying, God, you don't just have my spirit, man. You have my flesh. You have my body. Oftentimes we, as Christians, myself included, we give God, God, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. You can have my life, but you can't have this thing. We all have a this thing. Whatever that is, whatever this thing is. And to me, this thing was my sexuality. It was, I'm not going to give you my sexual urges. You know, I'm going to keep this because I'm doing good. I'm God, I can't be perfect. So if I'm going to have a sin, this is going to be my sin. But I can tell y'all right now that as I've been on this journey for the last few weeks, because um, I originally stopped having sex mentally and told God I'll stop having sex when Pastor Conway agreed to do the podcast, which was on um, December the 16th. I made a vow and did it openly on December the 30th. Um, But I can tell you that almost a month in on this journey, I feel extremely empowered. Um, People told me, I see people leave comments and they'll say, "Uh, yeah, I know it gets hard, but I want you to be strong, be strong. And I'm going to be honest with you, the way God deals with me and I'm such a realist that it doesn't really get hard because I understand the purpose of it. I'm a type of person when I commit to something, I commit to it and it doesn't become a challenge. It's because I understand I don't do anything unless I'm fully committed to it. And so sex wasn't a big struggle for me. It was something that I said, this is what I want to do. You know, and um, I said, and when I decide to stop doing it, I will stop doing it. Uh, So one thing that I want to share with you is when you attach, when you attach something to a purpose, it makes it that much easier. Let me explain this. Back in November, right prior to doing Lestine Bell's episode called Abstain the Game, I kept telling Lestine, I said, I don't know what we're going to call this episode. I don't want to just call it purity. That's just boring. I said, I want to call it something. She said, God will give it to you. 
And then God told me, after we shot the episode, that's why we didn't even mention it in the episode. After we shot the episode, God said it's called abstain to gain while I was editing it. I said, abstain to gain. God said, Leteris, I'm still talking to you. You'll have to abstain from your fleshly desires to gain everything that I want to give you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added, not could be added, not may be added. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's a two-part clause. Seek the kingdom and his righteousness because I, I was still seeking his kingdom. I was, I was serving the Lord. I was ministering to people, but and his righteousness. The word righteousness means to be in right standing. I couldn't stand before God and say, yeah, you got my whole life when I know that I just got off of some chick the night before. I mean, come on, we're going to keep it 1,000. We're going to keep it lit. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. And so what God told me back then in November, he said, Leteris, your obedience is linked to other men's freedom. I said, wow, what are you trying to say, God? God said, listen, I need you to be obedient. And I want you to give your whole self to me. And when you do, it will unlock freedom in other men. I said, God, that's a big task. Like, this is, this is, this is pretty deep. He said, I want all of you. Um, and then he started telling me that I would be the first man to do a male purity ceremony. And I'm going to be honest with you, I laughed. I said, that is, why the, who, who in the world would want to do a purity ceremony, God? Like, what, how do I convince a man to do that? He says, not going to be you convincing. All I need you to do is give yourself to me and I'll prepare the way. I'll prepare the way. What brought tears down my face when I released the episode of Vow of Abstinence is the brothers. Y'all can read in the comments, brothers who said, hey man, I took the, the vow with you. I took the vow with you. I had men inbox me. One dude out of um, Alabama, he said, Listen, I'm struggling in my season of singleness. He said, I want to do right. I want to give up sexual sin. He said, but I, I, I need somebody to walk with me through this. And he, I said, hey, what's your number? I'm going to call you. We got on the phone. I prayed for him. We touched and agreed on the things that he wanted to overcome. And um, Y'all don't understand how powerful that is because most men don't admit or confess when they have problems. And most men don't seek um, um, advice. You know, um, they don't they don't seek help. That's why most men will die from heart attacks and high blood pressure because we won't go to the doctor to go get stuff looked at. You know, we'll have uh, a lot of us will be in marriages and know things aren't going right. And then the wife be like, let's go to the counselor. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. I'm good. Ain't no man going to tell me what to do in my, my marriage because we operate with a high level of pride. So definitely shout out to the brothers who inbox me. And, and most of the times when I read, well, every time when I read a comment, especially from a brother, I'll say inbox me on Instagram. Let's connect. We're going to build a, a band of brothers that we link up with. And hold each other accountable. And so God said, 
Now, Latarius, you said what? You remember when you laughed at me a couple of months ago saying that you didn't see how this was going to happen? Now look at it. Without you even making a call, you just being obedient, you just sitting on the podcast, um, taking a vow of abstinence. The Spirit of God transcended through where people watched it on phone or on their TV screen. It went through those devices and touched the hearts of men. Men, men, men touched the hearts of men, transformed the hearts of men. And the women who commented and said that they've been struggling with, um, with purity and being abstinent, and they made vows. They made vows for it. So it's just been an amazing thing that I don't, I don't take lightly. Uh, I thank all of y'all who took the vow during the purity ceremony, the global purity ceremony that took place in November. I thank you for those that, that took the vow uh, along with me during the episode of a vow of abstinence. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And, and I pray that God uh, empowers you to continue on this journey because you really understand what that purpose is. Abstinence has given me a greater sense of clarity, a greater sense of clarity where I can see me better. In one of my episodes, when the episode at the end, I wrote a letter and in the letter to my future wifey, I said, um, you are worth the wait. Our Lord and Savior is worth the wait. And I finally believe that I am. And worth the wait. The reason why that statement was so powerful is that as I was writing that, God brought back to my remembrance a relationship that I had when I was about 19 years old, where I was involved with this girl. And this is my first Christian relationship. She was a virgin and she was in college, and I would drive uh, to go see her. And one day she wanted to give me her virginity. And I said, I don't deserve your virginity. And um, I said, I, I want to wait. I want to marry you and I want to wait. And she said to me, said, you waiting on me is getting someone that no one has had. Me waiting on you, I'm not getting nothing. I'm getting somebody that everybody has had. Think about how I felt about that when I was 19 years old to try to honor God and the girl that I love tells me that while I'm trying to honor her by waiting for her and wanted to marry her. I talked about this on the live. And so, um, and in that it was an eye opening experience because I was trying to give her the promise when she just wanted my penis. She felt like other women had something that she didn't have the privilege of having. And I said, you don't get it. You don't get it. I'm trying to give you something that no woman has had. No woman has had my heart. No woman has had me. No woman has had um, my fidelity. No one has had um, me making a vow to them in marriage. This is just high school stuff. This is me having sex with a girl or whatever. Like they didn't, they didn't have me. And she was so jealous that another woman slept, the other girls had slept with me when I was trying to give her something that no one has had. So when I was writing that letter and I said, 
I finally believe that I'm worth the wait. It was God showing me the perpetual habit that I had throughout all those years, not really understanding my value, not fully understanding that, Lateris, you are worth more in a vertical position than in a horizontal position. Because in the vertical position, this is where my power is. This is where the power I can stand and I can lift my hands up and serve my heavenly father. But just laying there horizontal with a woman, there's no power in that. There's no power in that unless that's my wife. So that's where I'm at. I made some huge choices over the last couple of weeks. I relinquished and forgave the woman that hurt me. I took a vow of abstinence. And then I really forgave myself for being so reckless with my body. Um, Yeah. And then I asked my future wifey to forgive me for giving other women what belonged to her. That's pretty deep. Because when God told me to write that, I was like, well, shoot, she may be smashing somebody right now. God said, Latarius is not about her. We're talking about you. And I said, I'm just saying. He said, I know you're always just saying something. But uh, listen, I just want to encourage you. This is 2021. I want you to, whatever dreams you have, I want you to dust it off. I want you to accomplish those things. When you get really, really busy tapping into your purpose, Truth be told, we ain't got time to be sitting around wasting with foolishness with people that don't see our value. Um, but those those of you that have been waiting for, I mean, I've heard people that have not been in relationships for 10 years and eight years, and they've been practicing abstinence for eight years and 10 years, and um, you're getting a little weary in your well-doing. Well, I pray that your faith fails not. We serve a God that can make something happen and change the trajectory of our lives with a moment notice, just one encounter. So with one encounter with him can change your life. He can also allow you to encounter your purpose partner that will change your life. So I just speak that over your life right now. Those that are watching this episode that are getting a little weary, you're getting a little frustrated. You know, I've talked to a couple of my female friends and they said, man, it's like, when is my time? When Will it be my time? When will it be my time? And I can't answer that. I wish I could. I wish I could wave a magic wand and make your purpose partner appear. But uh, God knows. And you got to hold on to the promises of God because he did say that he will give you the desires of your heart. One thing that I can say that you have control over is you. You have control over your accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish, chasing after those things, find happiness and other things, um, uh, community service, start tapping into helping people. Um, And that's the beauty of it because while you have this quote unquote free time, you can spend that time any way you choose without um, having to check in with somebody else and ask them, okay, or do we, do we have Saturday open? Cause I want to go hang out with my home, home girls. Hey, do we, is it okay for me to go do this? You can move, come and go as you please. And soon when you get married, you have to be considerate of your spouse. Uh, brothers, I want to send a message to you as we're on this journey together. Let's not waste women's time. 
women that we're not interested in or whatnot, um, let's not waste their time. I had a conversation in that episode with Pastor Conway, and Pastor Conway made the comment about um, the challenge of men and women being friends just platonically because they'll there's one person that wants the other person and all that. And first I want to argue with him and say that's not true because there are male and females that can have relationships, friendships without the other person trying to be romantically involved. But in my experience, you know, if I keep it lit, it's, it's a little challenging for me to just have female friends because, um, you know, I've run into that problem a couple of times last year where, I'm just trying to be cool with a girl and just be friends. And, um, you know, they have different intentions or different desires. And then eventually they'll tell me, well, I can't really talk to you like that anymore because I'm catching feelings for you or whatnot, which uh, which hurts a lot. Because I'll be honest with you, that, that bothers me because I have some really, really dope female friends that I really enjoy talking to. And so when they say, hey, listen, we can't talk like that, then I politely uh, acquiesce to their desires. Um, and so I believe that Pastor Conway had a lot of truth in that. Um, so that's that for what that's worth. So brothers, be mindful of that. Uh, be intentional. And when you're ready to pursue somebody, pursue them wholeheartedly, pull out the red carpet and romance the mess out of them. And that's what I'm looking forward to is when I really get intentional and I say, hey, listen, this is who I believe God wants me to pursue and I will pursue them. And that'll be pretty, pretty dope. Well, um, not going to hold y'all any longer. Um, definitely want to leave y'all with this prayer before I read this letter. Um, it's interesting because this is not a letter. I actually wrote a poem to my future wifey. But I want to say a prayer for the singles and the married uh, couples that watch this podcast. Heavenly Father, I lift up my single brothers and sisters. God, I ask that they do not grow weary in their well-doing because you promise in your word that they shall reap if they faint not. So Lord, all the things that they've sold in their single life, uh, those things that will produce a good harvest as they've been uh, reading your word and taking online programs to teach, teach us to be better men and women and, and ultimately become better husbands and wives. Lord, I ask that you... Um, let that crop rise and flourish and produce fruit. God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus for you to give us a special covering, that you give us a, a, a special fortitude of, of patience and, and um, just, just wrap your loving arms around us when we feel unloved in those moments, when we're laying in the bed alone and the devil tries to plague our minds and tell us that we're not enough that we're unlovable and we're never going to find love. God, let us recognize that we are already loved because you love us. And be and like a good father that you promised to grant us the desires of our heart. But God, we don't want to choose our mate. We want you to choose them. We want this to be an arranged marriage like they used to do and in, 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 in back in the day or even still do in other countries. We want this to be an arranged marriage assigned and arranged by you. Lord, I lift up married couples right now, God. The spirit of divorce is running rampant. I know quite a few friends that are going through divorces right now. 
And at first I used to be the type that when I heard somebody going through divorce, I say, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. And I was very passive about it. But over this past 48 hours, God, you've you've increased something in me that makes my heart grieve when I hear that another friend is going through a divorce. And yes, God, I know that, you know, divorce has its place. But God, I want you to touch the hearts and the minds of those that are single and those that are married to give us a higher and a deeper level of understanding of what marriage really is. When we take these vows for better or worse, for richer or poor, through sickness and health, that we really understand what those vows truly, truly mean. Not only to us, God, but what they mean to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Dear future wifey, I'm intentional, multidimensional. I'm in awe with your physical, but more captivated by your mental. Our love is metaphysical. No beta test, but it's quizzical how this love is manifesting. Girl, you will be my biggest blessing. No stressing. Learning all the lessons, making no concessions to my faults, overcoming my transgressions. Girl, you are. More precious than rubies, nothing compares to you. My heart trusts in you and lacks nothing of value. You'll freely fall in love with me. Emotional security. I say this with sincerity. Signed, your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.